you know, that reminds me of a song we used to sing. And it just says, there's a sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the presence of the Lord. Shall we sing that? Does anybody know that song? Those of us that know it, we're going to sing it. And those that don't know it, it's real simple. We're just going to sing two stanzas and we'll sing it and we'll just go with that. Sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the threat of the Lord. There's a sweet, sweet spirit. says sweet holy spirit sweet sweet spirit praise God you be seated because we've been standing a while amen God bless you this morning thank God for another day I I know we say it all the time but this is the day that the Lord has made and we rejoice and are glad in it aren't you glad about the day that the Lord has made it's a beautiful day Brother Joe was praying and he talked about how beautiful this day is. You know, we got sunshine and we got we got heat, but we got light. Amen. We have wakened this morning in our right minds. And so, you know, we were talking and uh, the young lady had brain surgery. I think it was what yesterday, last night. And she got up this morning talking on the phone. So that's nothing but God. That's nothing but God. You know, that's that's nothing but the Lord. So we thank God every day. We have to cherish life and cherish every day that God has given to us. Amen. You know, God bless you on, I guess, Facebook Live. And is Zoom still going? 
and Zoom and all those that are there. God bless you this afternoon. And for those of you in the sanctuary, thank God. I love you guys. That's why I say it, because I just love to see your faces. And those on Zoom, uh, you know, cross country, I wish you were here. And on Facebook Live, wish you were here because I could see your faces. And just thank God for you. Amen. So we're going to talk to you. You know, I'm not going to tell you, you know, I'm not, you know, how we say I'm not going to be before you long. I'm just going to go out and tell you, I'm going to be here a while. How much time I got, Pastor? I say, I got all day. Got all day. See? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not going to be here all day. But this message this morning, I hope that the Lord blesses you uh, in this message. Let's pray real quickly. Father, we're just thankful. We're thankful because we're here. We're thankful to know you in in the parting of our sins. We're thankful for salvation today. We're thankful for Jesus. We're thankful, Father, for what he did when he came to earth to live and then to die to pay the pardon for our sin and we're just so thankful today we're thankful for all you've done for us for how you love us so much lord beyond what we can understand you love us and you died for us to show your love and so you just told us to love you and to love one another so father we thank you for that privilege lord the privilege to call on you as father the privilege to be able to call on you and say thank you we thank you for the opportunity this afternoon bless everyone in the sound of my voice bless your word to each heart in Jesus name praise God thank you Lord amen God has spoken hear the voice of the Lord God has spoken let me say that one more time God has spoken we used to sing a song let the church say amen God has spoken, so let the church say amen. You know, when God speaks, and this is what I want I want you to get. Three things I want you to, first of all, I want you to get, if you don't get anything else, three things about God and how he speaks. First of all, God speaks from eternity into time. He speaks from eternity into time. Secondly, He speaks out of eternity into all of his creation. When he spoke in the beginning, he said, let there be. Everything that he said, let there be, became, including time. He created time from eternity. The third thing I want you to see here is that when God speaks from eternity into time, what he says reverberates in time and has a lasting effect. It just continues because he's speaking from eternity into time. When God spoke in the beginning, he spoke into a black nothing and creation and time became Creation and time became. And guess what? He spoke that when? In the beginning. And everything he spoke then is still occurring today. Because it has reverberated into time. God spoke to a man named Abraham. This is going to be really good. He spoke into Abraham. I say he spoke into 
Abraham. Why I say that? Because God speaks from eternity into time, into his creation. He speaks from eternity into us. He speaks to us and he speaks into us. He speaks into us. He spoke into Abraham and he gave Abraham when he was in the in Ur of the Chaldees and he was at pagan land. He spoke four promises to Abraham. That's why I was telling you this morning in Power Hour, you're getting all into the message. That's why I had to stop it. He gave him four messages, four promises. <gasps> he said, you who have no children at age 70, your wife who is barren and can't have children, you Abraham, meaning exalt, exalted father, you are going to be a Abraham, Abram. You're going to be an Abraham in that what? You're going to be a multitude of nations. You're going to have multiple seed. Abraham, who has no children at 70, and a wife who is barren. The third thing that he did was he said, your name, I'm going to make your name great. And then he says to him, from your seed, all the nations of the earth are going to be, what, blessed. Through whom? Jesus Christ. So those four promises, God spoke from eternity into time into Abraham. We are still the result of that promise today. Because what? Speaking from eternity, God's word spoke and his word reverberated into time. And we're still here today. We are the promise that he gave to Abraham. God spoke into my life 40 years ago. He spoke to me, speaking into me. He spoke five words to me while I was in prayer. And this was 40 years ago. I was thinking about it yesterday. 40 years ago, he said five words to me. You will be a nurse. Five words. 40 years later, because he speaks from eternity into time into us, I'm still here and I still have it all. All that he, all that he called me to be, I'm still there. I'm retired. I'm retired two years, but it's still there. All that stuff that I learned is still in my head. It's still down in me. Why? Because he spoke from eternity into me. He has spoken in, from eternity into all of us. Great, precious promises, callings. He's blessed and gifted all of us. Spoke from eternity into time. He spoke to his creation. We are part of that creation. So he has spoken into us the gifts that we have. Amen. Now, if I can get this to work, that'd be great. So, the universe he spoke is still here. It is still in, it's here in obedience to what he said back in the beginning. The stars that he created back in the beginning, he said, boom. He spoke and they went out and he and out of obedience to his word, they continue to do what? They twinkle. You that twinkles that you see up in the sky at night, that twinkle started 
hundred million years ago and you're just now seeing it. What? Because they're still speaking. When God speaks. So, let's look at Psalm 29. The first thing I want you to understand here is that God's voice has power. God's voice has power. Psalm 29, 3 through 9 is where we're going to be. It says, this is New Living, it says his voice is powerful with visible signs. His voice from eternity spoke and his voice reverberates into time. And we see what? Signs everywhere. You're going to see some of the signs. He's going to bring out some of the signs here. It says the voice of the Lord echoes above the sea. It reverberates into time. The God of glory. This psalmist, he calls him the God of glory. His voice echoes above the sea. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty sea. The voice of the Lord is powerful. He repeats it again. His voice is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. It's beautiful to see. It's beautiful to see the result of the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. And he's going to go on and talk about the cedars of Lebanon. These are huge trees. You can get a big saw and you can cut these trees down. It's going to take you a while. But all God has to do is speak. Boom. And they split. The voice of the Lord splits the mighty cedars. The Lord shelters or shatters the cedars of Lebanon. He shatters the cedars of Lebanon? Do you know what that means? That's like you take a, a, a twig. Not a twig. That's not big enough. You take a, 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 a piece of a, a, of, of a, of a, a branch. And then you just take a, a big sledgehammer and boom. And just watch the pieces scatter. His voice does that to these big giant sized trees. He's giving you visuals here about the voice of the Lord, the, the voice of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. Verse 6 says, he makes Lebanon's mountains skip like a calf. You ever seen the mountains, how they kind of go up and down and up and down? That's what calves do. You know why they do it? Calves do this because they're happy. They just jump. So he's saying what? The, the mountains God has created that we see go up and down, have slopes. They're celebrating God. The voice of the Lord strikes with bolts of lightning. The voice of the Lord makes the barren wilderness quake. That time when everything's quiet, then all of a sudden, and then you jump under the chairs and under the, under the tables. The voice of the Lord Makes the barren wilderness quake. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists mighty oaks. Wait a minute. You know what? You have to have some pretty big hands to twist something that big. Like it was nothing. 
puts the mighty oaks and strips the forest bare. So, okay, so all these visuals the psalmist has given us of the voice of the Lord and how powerful it is. Now he jumps out of all those visuals with the last part of this verse. And he says, in his temple, everyone shouts glory. Why? Because the voice of the Lord is so great. It's so powerful. The voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. Because what? God has spoken. The voice of the Lord comes in different forms. It doesn't sound the same all the time. We think about the voice of the Lord. We're thinking he's going to speak to us in words. That we understand. And he does that. Remember I just told you. He spoke to me five words. Five words in my language. Because he can speak any language. He's not just an English God. <laughs> He's, he, he, gave the, he gave the word of God in, in Hebrew. And then in Greek and in Aramaic. But he knows Chinese. He knows all these hundreds of languages in Africa. He knows every one of them. God can speak because God is God. God can speak in nature. Psalm 19, 1 and 2 says, the, the heavens proclaim, declare, it shouts it out in silence. Shouts in silence. Do you know what? You want to see some power. The sun, that's some power. Ain't that some power? That's some power, isn't it? How many can hear the sun? How many have ever heard the sun? As powerful as it is, you've never heard the sun. And don't it remind you of Jesus? Where it said that as a lamb before the shearers is dumb, he opened not his mouth. The almighty God who could have protected himself didn't say a word. That's power. And not only is that power, that's the power of love. The word, the voice of the Lord can sometimes sound like a trumpet. John says it in Revelation 1 verse 10. His voice was like a trumpet. And then in verse 15, he said his voice was like the sound of many waters. That's Revelation 1 15. So when we think about that, we think, well, oh, all these years I've known the Lord. I don't remember hearing him ever speak to me. Why can't I hear him? Why can't I hear God's voice. I'm going to give you three reasons. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to give you two reasons. But I'm going to make, make mention of another idea. The first reason is. You have to belong to God. To hear him. You have to be a part of his family. To hear him. John 10 27 says. My sheep. Hear my voice. You want to hear the voice of God. You have to be one of his. My sheep hear my voice and what? I know them. Now, he, now, I know you guys, but this is a different kind of know. This word know is, Brother Chucky, gnosko. It's an intimacy. It's relationship. So it, a lot of people talk about, yeah, I'm a Christian. I know God. I, you know, I go to church every now and then. That's not what this is talking about. This is talking about relationship. That woman right there, see this ring on my finger, I have a covenant with her. That's because we have relationship. 
Brother David and Patricia, they got a relationship. Pastor and Sandy got a relationship. Teresa and Joe, they got a relationship. Mike, Christy, they got a relationship. That's what he's talking about. My, pe- my, ch- my, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, and what do they do? They follow me. When he says follow me, he's not talking about like sheep following him around. And, you know, he's talking about listening. That's what he's saying. Follow me. He listens to me. They listen to me. They listen to me. Why? Because I am speaking. God is speaking. God has spoken. Jesus is, the, is God the son. And he has spoken. What did Jesus say? He says, come unto me, all ye that are weary, heavy burned, and I will what? Rest you. Take my yoke on you and learn of me, for I'm meek. I'm not like the world. I'm not like your leaders. I'm not like Rome. I'm not like the president. I'm not like your corrupt government. I'm meek and lowly in heart. And you'll find rest in truth. My yoke is easy and burden is light. Learn of me. The second thing is you have to want to hear. You got to want to hear him. If you want to hear him, you will find a way to hear him. My wife can hear me right now. Why? Because she has prepared herself to hear. She's a good example because she has a, he, she has a device. Sometimes we need an aid to hear us. Matthew 13, 9 says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Oh, God, give us ears to hear. Why? Proverbs 4, 20 and 21 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline your ear. That means get your ear up to the door so you can hear. Get your ear in place. That means you what? You really want to hear from God. Pay attention. But let me tell you about God. God speaks to us. And he speaks with a clear voice. Sometimes our ears are plugged up though. We have to unplug our ears. Look at 1 Kings 19. We're going to look at verse 11 to 13. This is a story of a man named Elijah. You've probably heard of him. The prophet Elijah. He went up in a, in a, in a chariot. Uh, and went to heaven. He didn't die. He went up into heaven in a chariot. <clears throat> but before he went up there. He had this what we call the showdown. With the prophets of Baal. And he won the showdown. And had all of Jezebel's prophets killed. Beheaded. And when Jezebel found out about it, Jezebel says, as I live before the day's out, I'm going to chop your head off too. He sent this message. She sent that message to Elijah. And what did Elijah do? This was a man of faith. And this man of faith, great faith, takes off running. He's running for cover. And he ran and 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 ran. He ends up in a cave hiding. Having a pity party. I'm the only one left of God's prophets. That's what he thought. And so God asked him a question. He, God goes to Jeremiah. The reason I bring it up is because Elijah knew the voice of God. 
And when, it, and when God spoke to Elijah, he says, Elijah, what are you doing here? And sometimes we have to think that God may be speaking to us and saying the same thing. What are you doing here? How did you get here? He said the same thing to Adam in the garden when he had fallen. He walks in the cool of the day and says, where are you? And sometimes we have to think about, where am I? Sometimes we're just lost. Just admit it. You don't know where you're at. You don't know how to get where you came from. You don't know what to do. Just admit it. I don't know what to do. Just let God, I don't know. I'm lost. God speaks to us clearly. 1 Kings 19, 11 through 13. So God speaks to him and he says, go out and stand before me on the mountain. The Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, <clears throat> it says the Lord passed by. And at, so after the Lord passed by, it says, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. Well, now isn't that something? After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. God has spoken. Sometimes he speaks in a whisper. But you always know, if you know him, you will know that's God speaking to me. And notice, notice Elijah's re reaction to all these catastrophes. The wind were breaking the rocks. Elijah's sitting there at the fire eating. He ain't worried about no, he ain't worried about no wind. When the earthquake came, Elijah just, you know, finished, you finished? Okay, get back to eating. And when the fire hit, Elijah just probably smelled a little smoke and said, just kept on eating. Because he wasn't moved by those things. We can't be moved by the things this world shoots at us. The only way that happens, though, is what? You have to know the voice of God. And when, the, and when, the, when he spoke in that whisper, that still, small voice, that's when he moved. If God don't say move, I don't care whether it's shaking. I don't care whether there's fire all around you. There's a storm raging. Stay put and you wait until the Lord speaks to you to move. And he and if I, I put it like this, if God is not worried about it, I'm not going to worry. What am, what am I worried about for? That's why the scripture says what? Be anxious for nothing. In other words, what? Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Don't worry about anything and pray about everything. And just let the Lord handle it. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I don't think so. So why is it so important to hear God's word? I mean, to hear God's voice. Why is it so important to hear God's voice? First of all, because he's your father. Don't you know he's your father? 
How can he be your father and you don't know his voice? He's daddy. Abba. Father. I know that woman's voice. She can call me from a million miles away. And she's, hello. I know her voice. I know a lot of your voices. You, you don't have to tell me who you are. I know you are. Because I hear your voice. I know your voice. You should know your father's voice when he calls you. He's your father. Proverbs 1, 8 and 9 says, My child, listen when your father corrects you. You should listen when your father. You have to listen. And you listen when you know his voice. What you learn from them. And no, it goes on. It says, it says uh, uh, when your father corrects you, don't neglect your mother's instruction. So he's putting mother and father together because those are the ones that guide you. What you learn from them will crown you with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. In other words, it's going to be sim- it's going to be emblematic of how you have protection from God, how you have direction from God, how you have have been taken care of and nurtured by God. And everyone will know. Secondly, your faith will grow. This is why it's important to know his voice because your faith will grow. How's your faith grow? Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Hearing the word of God. Hearing the voice of God is hearing the word of God. Why is it important to know God's God's voice? Because there are counterfeits out there that are also speaking. 2 Corinthians 11, 13 through 15 says, These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as, an, as apostles of Christ. But he, said, he says, but I'm not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. So what am I saying? I'm saying the truth of God, the truth of God's word is the antidote. For the poison that is out there. The lies, the deceptions that are out there. The, the word of God, the truth of God. Jesus came, in, <clears throat> when Jesus came, he says, I came to bear witness of the truth. And he said of himself, he says, I am the truth. I'm the way, I am the truth and the life. The truth. This is why you want to know the voice of God. The third thing is because he desires for you to understand the purposes that he has spoken into you. He has spoken purpose into you. Jeremiah 29 11. I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, when you pray, this is verse 11. When you pray, I will listen. So God speaks to us, speaks into us, and we we pray to him and he listens to us. The, the creator of all things listens to me. Why should he listen to me? Who am I? That's what the psalmist says. Who is man that you are mindful of him? The son of man that you are, are visiting him. 
Who are we? You know what? I'm going to tell you who we are. We are his crowning jewel. We're the apple of his eye. He says my thoughts toward you, Sister Jones, Dolores, Mark, Ben, Carolina. My thoughts toward you are more than the sand on the seashore. That's, that, that's how much he thinks of me. Romans 8.29 says, God knew from the beginning who would put their trust in him. So he chose them and made them to be like his son. It says in the King James, or New King James, it says, for whom he foreknew, he also predestined. What that means is he knew ahead of time before he made even Adam who would accept him. And the ones he knew would accept him are the ones he chose. And that, doesn't that make sense? Isn't that a blessing? So God has spoken powerfully to us because when he speaks, there's power in his speech. He has spoken powerfully to us and he has spoken powerfully into us. From eternity into time. So what has he said to us? Oh my God, what has he said to us? Well, I can tell you this. He has sent us 66 love letters. 66 love letters. We call it the word of God, the Bible. In those 66 letters, it says so much. I can't list everything he said, but I I came up with a few ideas that might be of interest to you. He says, I am God and there is no other. Isaiah 45 and 5. I am God and there is no other. First John 4 8, we know this one. God says, I am love. That's what he's saying to us. Psalm 139 13 tells us, he says, I knitted you in your mother's womb. That's how you can't get much more intimate than that. He says, I knitted you in your mother's womb. Romans 5, 8 says, but God commended his love toward us. What does that mean? He demonstrated how much he loved us by doing what? He did, look, look, he didn't just die. That's not all of it. There was a whole lot more before he died. He was tortured. I mean, he was beaten with a cat of nine tail. Beaten. To the point where the skin was coming off. And you could see bone exposed on his back. His face was unrecognizable. If his mother didn't had known who he was. She would not have even known. Recognized him. That's what he went through. To prove that he loved. You and me. 2 Peter 1.4 says. By which have been given to us. Exceedingly great and precious promises God wants us to know I'm, I'm speaking to you and I want you to hear this I have promises for you John 10 28 which we read in the beginning he says I give you the gift of eternal life this is what he said to us so what am I trying to say here God has spoken from eternity 
into time. God has spoken into each one of us. Hebrews 1, 1 through 3 says, God, who at various times and in various manners spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days done what? Spoken to us by his son. Well, when you think about it, he says, he, he's, he says I'm, I have spoken this. So what is he talking about, his son? Well, who is his son? We know his name is Jesus. But we have to remember also, another name for Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning, before time began, was the word. But look what else it says. It says, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things. And then what? Through whom? Also, he made the worlds. It was the word of God that said, let there be light. It was the word of God that said, let there, that, 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 you know, separate the, the waters from the waters. We're talking about the word of God. Because what? God has spoken. And his word reverberates through from eternity into time. And his word is yet speaking today. What he spoke back then is still going on today. He speaks to us and into us through his word. Now, finally, what do we do? What, what do we do with this knowledge? What do we do with this understanding of how God speaks? Now what? We speak. Now we speak. God spoke into us so that what? We can now speak. What do we need to speak? We need to speak into others. We have to speak into our children life. We have to speak into our spouse's life and peace. We speak goodness, patience. Galatians 5.22. All those attributes of the gifts of the spirit. We speak. This is what we have to speak. We have to speak kindness. Where we see death. We speak life. Where we see darkness, we speak light. Where we find uh, chaos, what? We speak peace. We speak forgiveness. Even into our enemies, those that are persecuting us, we speak forgiveness. We speak encouragement to the discouraged. Amen. Why? Because God has spoken. Hear the voice of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. <laughs> it's still daytime. I, I, let, me, let, me, let me go a little farther. Let me go a little farther. <laughs> Amen. God bless you this afternoon. Uh, maybe you heard something that uh, reverberated in you something that sparked in you something that will you leave here and you'll be able to say okay alright that makes sense now I'm going to go and speak into somebody's life I'm going to go and help somebody because God helped me when I was down and out amen 
Amen. Do you love the Lord today? Give the Lord a hand, praise. Go ahead. He's there. Give the Lord another hand, praise. Anybody need prayer this morning, this afternoon? If you need prayer, just stand to your feet, and we, otherwise, we're going to go ahead and dismiss. Amen. God bless you. Uh, uh, you know, uh, God is a God that answers prayer. Matter of fact, He says before you even spoke it, I answered it before you even called. I had already brought it to pass. So. Why? Because he speaks from eternity into time. 
Praise God. Father, this afternoon, we're just here to say thank you because you're there all the time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for how good you are to us. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to our hearts your word. Your word is light in darkness. Your word is power when we're we're feeling weak. Your word gives us confidence and comfort when we don't know which way to turn. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, Lord. Your word tells us that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Thank you. What manner of love the Father has given to us. We thank you, Lord, for your manifold promises, God. We thank you for your salvation today. Because you're always there. Oh, God, bless us this afternoon. Those that need prayer, Lord, we thank you. We thank you because their confidence is in you today. We thank you, Lord, because they trust in you today. We thank you, Lord, that they believe that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all they ask or think. We thank you, Lord. They're standing in need of prayer this afternoon. And, Lord, we know that you're a God who answers prayer. Thank you, Lord. Touch each one, Lord. Touch each situation. Touch each heart. Touch each hurt. Touch those broken pieces and put them back together, God. In our homes, in our families, in our marriages, in our bodies. Oh God, only you can do it. Look on those in need today. Look on those, Lord, that are hurting in their hearts today, God. Look on the bereaved families everywhere. Those that have lost loved ones, Father. Oh God, give them strength today. Give them comfort today. You're the God of all comfort look on us today with mercy thank you today God and as we get ready to approach our destinations and leave this place Father go before us prepare the way be there God when we get there God minister the things that we've seen and heard this afternoon this morning to our spirits to our souls that we might find a a new way of walking a new way of talking We love you today as best we know how. Bless the box on the wall. Bless the giver. Bless the hearts of those that give. Bless the food and the snacks and those that prepared it. We thank you today. You've been so good. You've been good, good, good. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah.
name of Jesus Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Give it Change it. 